Hey everybody, welcome to The Sap. It's your boy Dave Neal. How are we doing today? Quick intro, going to keep it under a minute. Uh, maybe I won't. Now the pressure's on. Uh, great episode this week with my girl Katie Haller and Tasha Courtney. Katie is uh, my comedy buddy from New York City. We started up together. She's super hilarious, but um, you know she's going through a breakup and got dumped. Uh, and uh, I got fired and all these things. So uh, I was like, you need a little pep talk on the show. And her outlook is amazing. How, how, how someone can deal with... Um, you know, adversity and come out on top. That's what it's all about. That's what that's what the challenges we we have in life are. They're 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 just little tests that we have. And she's um she's acing it. You guys are too. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the family. As always, I do appreciate it. Uh, this Saturday, eleven thirty at night, we have the Late Show, which is um all past stand up comedians that were on the podcast are going to be on The Late Show. That's at Westside Comedy in Santa Monica, California. If you live within, I don't know, 60 miles of Santa Monica, that might be pushing it. If you live close by and you listen to the podcast or have any friends that live in Los Angeles, invite them to the show. It's going to be this Saturday, 11.30 p.m. Tag them on our Instagram, whatever you have to do. Tickets are $10, but if you use the code SAP241, that's S-A-P, the number 2, F-O-R, the number one, stop two for one, you actually get $5 tickets. So it's going to be amazing. Oh, look, I'm already over a minute. Fuck, I lied to you guys. How can you trust me now? I'm a liar. Uh, go see the show. I'm going to be giving out some dildos and sex toys. It's going to be a ton of fun. We have comedians. Uh, we have uh, John Campanelli, who uh, opens for Dane Cook. We've got uh, myself. And um, there's so Quincy Johnson. He's amazing. Was uh, Meredith, uh, Heather Turman. Just some great people. Who am I forgetting? Ah, they're all hilarious. Handpicked by your boy, Dave. I know, um, I know some folks are already going that listen to the podcast, but this is your final push. If you listen to this show, if you like me, why wouldn't you listen if you don't like me? Go check that out. If you have friends in L.A. and you don't live there, go check it out. The more people that go to the show, the more we'll be able to do these shows on the road. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Again, it's just stand-up comedy. It's a late-night show, so we're going to be talking a lot about sex and dating and all that fun stuff. In the meantime, and by the way, in the description of this um, of this podcast, in the show notes, I'll put the website link. It's um, the website that you can buy tickets. And, and again, and there's no drink minimum. It's 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 good. It'll be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be nervous. I'm, I hope people show up. I want to sell it out. I want to sell out this little this this little theater. It's going to be a ton of fun. Anyway, folks, I love you guys. If uh, if any of these shows are providing you that level of value, where you're like, man, how can I help Dave out? And you don't live in Santa Monica or have any friends in Los Angeles that can come to the show, all I can tell you to do is subscribe and share it with your friends. That's the best way for us to rise up the rankings is by you hitting the subscribe button. I appreciate all the reviews and ratings. You guys can keep on doing that. That's amazing. But as far as iTunes is concerned, and look, you might not even like iTunes. You might be listening on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. We're on all of those. But make sure you subscribe to your iTunes podcast app as well because that's the one that matters for the algorithm. That fucking algorithm has me by the balls. I do appreciate all of you that listen. I just want to get more. I need more. Anyway, that was weird. Um, you're going to enjoy this episode. Do you like the longer ones? Some of them are running uh, into an hour and a half. Is that okay with you folks? Is that all right? Uh, is it going well? Uh, write in. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know how it's going on your end. I love when people write in for the first time and they go, 
oh my gosh, I never do this and I feel so nervous, but like, don't use my real name. And he's like, bro, ladies, just tell me what's up. What's going on? How'd you lose your virginity? What's weird about you? Do you have HPV? Just write in, get it off your chest. Not going to use your real name. It's fun. Anyway, folks, isn't that a weird way to end a call to action? Just, uh, do you have HPV? (laughs) Uh, Spoiler, we all do. We all got it. Anyway, I said I would only be a minute. It's been four. Enjoy this episode of The Sound. You guys ready to get this fucking party started or what? Should we get it? Should we get after it? Let's get after it. Do it. I am so excited to announce our guest, recurring guest. It's been a long time. Been a while. But we've got Katie Haller in the house. That was almost. Would, yeah. That Did was, I fuck it up? Oh, yeah. Ha- ha- that was. Haller. There, there were like two options, and that was like the third one. That's the thing. I just asked you, and I've known you for my whole adult life. I thought you were going to say Haller. But I said howler. You said howler. howler. <laughs> he added a howl. W. Well, that's if people can howl at you. They get Katie hot howler. Yeah, don't. Me. I don't Dave like. Neal. I don't like cat calls. I want to be howled at. You do. Yeah. No. Oh, good. Only respectfully. You, but if someone does holler at you respectfully, it's uh, like I'll still take got it. it. Yeah, yeah. Feels good. Yeah. And then Tasha Courtney. Speaking of howling at people, what? I, mean, I don't know. You've been cat called before. <laughs> You you get howled at. I've uh I got cat called in college once. It was fantastic because it was older women cat calling me. That's the thing. Young guys get it. Where where were older Rhode women? Island? But the like, Cougars. but in can you give us some context? Were you at a basketball game? I was what in a pickup truck because I was working for this you know my stepdad's company. So I was driving around a construction vehicle. They probably thought I was older. Yeah, you should have been cat calling them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> Only you would get cat called. <laughs> As a construction worker. That is a good Dave. Uh, that I is so it. Dave. Yeah. Wow. Just a construction call. Yeah. They were uh, they were in the car behind me, and they were like, you, you. And I looked really? back, and I just see two chicks. And I was like, fuck yeah. Actually, I might have been in high school. I might have been in high school, and they might have been in college. Clearly, they didn't know. So they you were, made it sound like they were 60. I know. I was picturing, you like, older ladies. I was they like, what had these ladies all rolled I was, up? I was picturing, like, a Carol coming after you. Some Carol, Susan. <laughs> yeah. Some dudes, uh, some dudes love older women. It's never really been a thing. Not to older women shame, but it's, you know, I don't know. I got hit on when I was in high school by, uh, a, I'll call her a MILF. And I didn't realize she was trying to have sex with me because I was just a virgin who had no idea what yeah. game was. But I was at... Maybe a, she was just being nice. No, no, no. <laughs> I was at a bar. I was at a bar illegally. I was at my sister's where she worked and like so they didn't card me. And I was just sit at the bar by myself because none of my friends were of age because I was 18. <laughs> and she was like, you know, just that drunk kind of like rich mom who lives yeah. in Newport, Rhode Island for no reason. Whose husband is always gone and she's yeah. lonely. Drunk and she on Chardonnay. Keep her bed warm at night. I think all women cheat after the age of 40. Maggie May. Who's Maggie May? That's that... Well, I don't want to trip the iTunes. Uh, <laughs> By the way, this is Tasha Courtney, and I'm Dave Neal. Did I introduce you? I'm no. Dave Neal. If you don't know don't me, care what, about me. stumbled upon us accidentally. I got in. I got uh, some hate from a swingers group on Reddit today. I figured that was going to happen. We talked about swinging lightly, and I was like, I tried. So I tried to like post a video where I was like trying to like little clickbaity, and I was like, comedian. Uh, 
asks his girlfriend if the, she wants to be a swinger mm. and then people watch the video and go that's not what happened you wouldn't talk about that they were like just shitting on me i was like oh okay reddit's reddit can be mean just specific well, also like yeah he completely misrepresented yeah the talk about the, the podcast everything we talked about yeah we, we literally skirted the swinger yeah, issue just briefly problem with clickbait could you swing could you do any uh group have you ever had a group thing i have wait have i not told you about my two and a half some i uh <laughs> i have i will explain i did not know i i wasn't it was I thought it was a threesome, but I feel like if you if you know if it's a threesome. So basically what happened was I was hooking up with this guy from Philly that we, it's kind of like when I go home sometimes, it's just like a casual thing. And we, his friend was staying was at his place. Was this a dude you lost your virginity to? No. Okay. Um, so his friend was staying at his place and he went to like go move his car or something and then like i thought he was going out or like he had been gone for a really long time so like we start hooking up and then like we went upstairs and like it was clear we we're gonna have sex and then he was like so um alex is gonna be back soon and i was like uh, uh, okay and he was like does that bother you and i was like i mean what <laughs> and i was like and he was like is it cool if he watches and i was like um maybe you should have asked me this before we were having sex seriously because you but, were in the mood you were well, like uh is this the terms of the no he, he did he did ask before and i didn't i just like i didn't think it was really gonna happen i don't know what i thought i was just like whatever um i love how awkward you are in normal situations oh yeah I can, can you imagine? imagine i was just like <laughs> what is happening um and so so then his friend, and I just, I was like, I don't know if I'm cool with that. Like, it feels weird, whatever. Um, then he comes back and, like, just walks upstairs, like, into, and so it was, like, a loft situation. So, like, for him to retire to his quarters for the evening, like, he was in our room. In, in Philly. This is such a Philly. Wow. Just got back from Wawa. He probably did. At a glass he probably of went to get some, like, iced tea. And, um, <laughs> so... Then he was just there, and I was like, you know what? I'm not trying. Like, I should be more sex positive and not as awkward. Hold on and a second. Like- Hold on a second. Are you on the bed, ready to go? On- no, we, we were. Yeah, we were like starting to. Were have you dressed? No, no, no. I like we were. We were there. So we were having sex. You already. Oh, you're already having sex. Yeah. And then he walks. And then in. his friend came in. Yeah. Alex. Um, and I, and I wasn't like, I mean, if I really was uncomfortable, I would have been like, uh, hey, what are you like? I don't want to do this. I was just like. Okay, I guess this is a thing that they've done before. It was clearly a thing that they've done before. And I was like, I'm not gonna judge it. Like, let's just see. Like, I, you know, I've, you know, there are certain foods I tried that I didn't think I'd like. And then, so you know, Alex is walking so, down the aisle, just so, perusing the fruits. Well, so, so he, so then he's there and then he, like, sat on the bed and I was like, okay, are you participating? Like, what's going on? And he just was kind of watching, like, at one point, he, like, started, like, rubbing my back. And, like, I was just, like, okay. Like, I was, like, I'm not doing anything to you. Like, you're just, he, you're third wheel. And if the, this is a threesome, you're the you're the wheel. So was there penis and vagina? It was, it was, he just, he just watched. So it was, okay. So I remember um, I ran into Corinne Fisher at a show. Past and guest, I, host of Guys We Fuck. And I was, like, 
girl, I got to tell you. And I was like, what happened? And she goes, oh, that's voyeurism. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. No, voyeurism is when the person doesn't know you're spying on them, right? No, I think it's like... I'm sure she knows more than I do. I think it's like... It's like I think it's getting off on knowing that someone is watching, or you want. No, it. I think voyeurism is the watching, and like yeah. exhibitionism is the showing. Oh, off. Okay, so oh, look at there, Tasha comes in with well, the knowledge. Either but, way, would was, you be okay with someone watching you have sex, Tasha? I don't know. It didn't, the back rub part. She was like, yeah, maybe the back rub. I wouldn't say I would like seek it out again. You know, I didn't know it was on the menu. It was, was fine, there, was, but I would not order it again. Was I was there a confused. point when he tried to do something and you told him not to? No, because he, he wasn't... Tr- like I. The only reason I was comfortable with it was because I knew that he wasn't going to try to like make it a threesome. I wonder why you know? he didn't, though. Because I don't think that's what he didn't the goal was. Out? No. That's not part yeah. of their plan. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I I'm I surprised, have, yeah, he wasn't masturbating. I was not. I didn't want two dicks. I masturbated, I, yeah. I masturbated <laughs> once. I lived in a quad in my fraternity. And so that's four four beds. And my Four my, beds in one room or like yeah, four rooms yeah. sharing big, a bathroom? Big, big room, but one room. Four, two, four beds two, in one room? Two bunk beds. Yeah. Wow. Now, wow. Josh was this one dude who lived on the top bunk, and he was never there. He stayed there t- two nights out of the whole year. It was like his, he lived somewhere else, but he needed like a mailing address. Mm. So it was kind of like a, a triple, you know? So like, so I'm on the lower bunk of an empty, of a, you know, no, no, no one's up there. Fetus, my roommate, short guy, called him you Fetus. <laughs> yeah. He's banging his chick. Little fetus, that was her nickname. Oh my god! Not neither one of them agreed to the nicknames. They're they're banging, they're having sex, and I I uh, I mean I was in the room and I just I I, I uh, whacked off and uh, wow. yeah that was interesting. Did they know? I don't know. I so no, <laughs> probably not. I mean, they weren't in. They weren't like, oh, let's do this so Dave can beat off. It was just like, well, I've done that after friends. hearing my neighbors have sex. They're so fucking loud. It's really annoying. So to, it. It, it, it's I get could, mad now. it can turn you on. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had roommates, Tasha, that the dog's fucking trying to... Why don't this you just go feed him real quick? And you want me to, okay, will you yeah, keep talking? Just, just feed him real quick. Uh, I, I have had roommates that had sex while I was there, but I was completely grossed out by it. Yeah. It, they oh, were, if it, was, it was a gross roommate, and I was not... Yeah, excited I don't, about it. You shouldn't have to hear them because then you can't. You can never get that out of here. Yeah. Like I, now, I don't know. I I have no idea who this neighbor is. But now I like see people in the elevator and, and I you try wonder. to match it. I'm like, <laughs> she sounds like she wears UGGs. Like I'm trying to just match it. Well, New York's different. You're all on top of each other. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We live in, like, in a New York style building, but I've never had any heard any neighbors have, have sex. I've I'm heard sure neighbors they've... arguing, but that's about it. Mine, and, my neighbors makes... definitely have, but. When I, I was like, I'll get him back. I when I care. lived in Brooklyn, my uh, I lived in Brooklyn briefly. I was going through a bad breakup. You know, lost a bunch of weight. Typical Dave Neal, just grossed out by life. <laughs> my roommate banged his girlfriend so hard and so loud, 
it was so sad to hear because <laughs> I, I was like like you were well, not in a good no. place <laughs> and he was like he wasn't like the wall next door he was like far away oh, and it man. was coming through the walls super loud and he was like a good looking dude long hair and his chick was like super hot and i'm just like listening to them have sex as i Oof. sit alone in a bedroom yeah. willowing away <laughs> that is that's yeah it really is uh hearing other people have sex just amplifies whatever mood you're already in <laughs> if you're horny and you hear that's so like, true Fuck yeah let's do this actually when <laughs> when um ben and i broke up a couple weeks ago i think i i like tried to cry louder so they, they would feel guilty <laughs> Oh jeez, that's some weird bullshit. That, that is probably a, that's really weird. Do you cry? I, no, I didn't. I didn't try to cry louder, but I was like, they are. If I can hear them, they can hear me. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I've totally been like, oh, I need to cool my volume. Like, I'll yell something to Dave in here. Like, I'll be in the shower and be like, oh, Dave, blah blah, blah something, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for my neighbors because. I know I hear them when yeah. they're just like talking. I'm sure they're talking loud, but like yeah. I hear them and it makes me like, it's uh, p- people who don't live in a big city who don't live in apartments do not understand what we're talking yeah. about. But it is like, it's such a weird thing, but we do think about like how much our neighbors know about us. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. Well, we have me. like Airbnb neighbors. So like who the fuck knows? Like it, it, I don't care as much. I don't know what, yeah. I, I don't know my neighbor's names. Yeah. You know what I mean? To you? Like, no, I, in some, some blocks, like, where I used to live in Harlem, neighbors would like all know each other. There was like one neighbor who would park everyone's cars on street. But don't you day. think it's nice to have like a little bit of that? Like we know a couple of people in our building. We don't know them well, but, but we like I, say hi to them when we yeah. walk our dogs and like, you know, it's nice to have like little neighborly chit chat. It makes me feel sort of safe. But you know what I was just thinking about the other day and who brought something like this up and I, and then the conversation moved on and we never talked about it again. I think it was on the podcast. Anyway, do you remember Robert across the hall? This was a couple years ago. I don't know. They're all older guy who passed out in the hallway and then was evicted like two weeks later yeah, for yeah. drugs. Yeah, like a crack addiction or something. Yeah, and he was like such a Welcome nice guy. I've lived LA. here for years and years and years, oh right? Never had any signs that like he had a problem or like he was never wow. weird to me. He was always like a really nice, friendly neighborhood. Like some, you know, someone that he said hi to, saw around. And then, like, he went on this downward spiral, and there was a couple times, like, over the course of a few weeks where he was weird. It was weird. And I left for work early one morning, and he was passed out in the hallway. You tried to help him, and then I was like, no. Yeah. He He just was fucked. People get fucked up. They need help. That breaks my heart. I haven't thought about him do? in years, and it was weird to there's think of him the other day. There's 80,000 homeless in LA. He's not even homeless, probably is now, but it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Yeah, and that's like the the people they've counted. Yeah, that doesn't even family? like yeah. count the home. I mean, I bet you if you really consider homeless. like the invisible homeless people, like the people who live in their cars or like just yeah. lost a job, like a fresh, freshly homeless yeah. or like transitional. Half the LA comedians live out of their cars. Half the yeah. guests live out of In New York, you can't, you can't do that. Like, no. do you, does New York have a version of that? Most comics in New York it's will just in the trials. They just, just live in the trains. Yeah. yeah. So, has, has New York homelessness skyrocketed in the past couple years? It's actually, you know what, there's actually, they put like signs on the trains now of like where to, like, especially during the winter when it's really bad, like a number to call when you, because it is horrible to see some, like, and you don't know what to do and like giving them a quarter is not going to do anything. And like, I've always been like, 
I know, used if to I, think, if I try to get in touch with the MTA, they're not going to give a shit. Like, yeah, so. and, and the cops probably don't even have the resources. You know, yeah. like there's so much other stuff going on. But I always Who's got felt the like, time. <laughs> but, you know, like they they don't care around here. They don't yeah. care at all. We've got a huge homeless problem in Los this Angeles. Is what they did. But I always felt like. She puts her hand on my shoulder when she's like, Not I get yet. tired of getting interrupted. <laughs> I can never get a sense of I don't think out. you were interrupted. Well, you, li- I was talking <laughs> and you t- started talking in we the middle of my. Did I interrupt her? <laughs> Somebody go back. I think, okay. Never mind. No no no, 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 no. You've made no, it clear no, no, no. my opinion's not important. I'll, I'll step off the podcast now. You, you feel free to run this your by yourself. Your opinion is far more important than you think. We well, love, we love what opinion. I'm saying is I just read something the other day that said that homelessness is growing all across the nation. And I always thought that it was just a harder to be homeless in New York. So there were less homeless mm. people in general because you have the terrible winters. Like, yeah. Whereas here we have this mild weather all year round and you see a lot of people who like probably should be able to get it together. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like not like walking around with no shoes and like, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think it's that survivable. actually it's well, yeah, but I always thought that it was because of like the nice weather here that we had way more homeless people. That's but I wonder if it's just something that has been slowly growing over the past few years yeah. in New York and Los Angeles, because now it's like, insane the number of homeless people so there's this street right nearby two streets away um it's a street where all the homeless set up their tents so the the company that owns the property boone shut the fuck up the dog no i'll be nice he's, to him we, we, i just fed him what does he want does he need water now i just gave him fresh water okay, so, so he's, uh, he ignore the dark I'm petting dog him. noises in the background for like 10 <laughs> he minutes just you wants could just some hear love katie knows scraping. what he needs he just needs a little bit of anyway love. so there's pat. it's tent city right and they go all right we need to get rid of the homeless here so the so what they did is they they bought thousands of boulders, like the size of like footballs and basketballs, and they laid them out on the sidewalks. So it's just boulders on the sidewalks, so nobody can like. Oh wow! Let, Camp so, there. so a few days ago, I go see a car that's parked right in front of mine. And there's a rock through the windshield, and I'm like, "Oh, Damn. this is going to go well." Like, yeah. fuck, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the it's like you you try to solve it the half-ass way, you get boulders through the. I just I really I read this. I I am always reading about it and and the housing market, but um. I read a really interesting thing about sort of how the homelessness crisis in Los Angeles has escalated. And they say that like, it's been a decade in the making of like failed policies where they Mm. just like kept pushing it off and kept pushing it off. Yeah. But I think, um, they had originally, they had approved some funding for like, um, some temporary shelters or like to build more shelters, I guess. And then they also put, um, portable restrooms Mm -hmm. in Skid Row. Skid Row is a community in downtown Los Angeles by the fashion district where they have, last I heard the number, it was like 10 to 20,000 homeless people all live within these few blocks. And those are the people that they've counted, right? But they put, they installed a bunch of um, restrooms there, but then they found out that like they were being used for like prostitution and drug use. So they took the restrooms away, right? And then I think some other, you know, red tape stalled with like these things that they had earmarked all this money for, these developments to take care of them. And that sort of stalled. And so what they did was they made it legal for, for homeless to sleep on the sidewalks. Yeah. And so now that's what they're doing. So like they're allowed to sleep on the sidewalks and now they've completely done the whole thing. It's like come full circle where we just passed like, um, tax something like 
HHH, we just voted on. And uh, that's to earmark a bunch of money for the homeless. And like, so now it's like, we tried to spend all this money. It didn't work. And then they just like swept it under the rug. And now we're doing it all again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, obvi- I just gave a very bad summary. No, no, of that. no, not at all. We like to solve the uh, one homeless issue, uh, episode two seventy six, and now that uh, we've cured uh, the nation of their homeless crisis, I mean, it's like everything in this country. It's like, and I hate it when you critique certain ways, certain ways things are done. People, why don't you move out? It's like, no, I love this country and I want to see it fixed. It's fucked up that yeah. we, you know, mental health and opioid and all these problems that are existing. And what are we trying to do? Just power wash the sidewalks? Like they got to clean the sidewalks. Yeah. It's like, anyway, you. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got so much good shit to talk about we with do. you. Um, quick recap on on us for new listeners. We met, I don't know, seven years ago, yeah, six around. years ago. Before I did stand up, we met in an improv class. You had a, you could barely stand. Yep. You were, uh, you were, yeah, you were literally had uh, crutches, right? Yeah, I had knee braces. Yeah, you had knee braces yeah, and you couldn't cute. stand. During the summer, they did not look good with jorts and I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> you had knee braces in an improv class, so you had to like sit down a bunch. Oh, God. And it was now, so fucked up at that point. But now you're not. Yeah, because it was psychosomatic. <laughs> So Which, yeah, that was a that's a whole thing. So, but you 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 see a therapist for for what? Like, I know we've talked about this before, but what like how like how did you get from knee braces could barely stand to doing pretty well? So. Okay, so I was in physical therapy for two years. First, it was my knees, and then once my knees started getting a little better, I was waking up and literally not able to move my neck. Like I, w- I couldn't even brush my teeth. It was the pain was so bad, and I had to go to a chiropractor, and that was the only thing that like. And I was just like at this point, I was like, and I remember my for my knees, I had like it wasn't extreme pain, but I remember it was bothering me, and I went and I got an MRI, and they, you know, for like insurance purposes, they ha- they like have to put it in some type of label. So they told me I had like chondromalacia patella syndrome, which yeah. is they're like, yeah, the cartilage under your knee is like, you know, degrading. And it's but that's like, the thing, well, they look at the results of but, like what your issue is. You could look at, it. you could look at anybody's knee under a microscope and they could find, they could tell you that, you, oh, yeah. because that's just getting older. That's just mm-hmm. being alive is you have chondromalacia patella, like you syndrome ball in fifth grade. Um, and so, but but just that diagnosis, I I remember like my knee pain got significantly worse because I was like, oh wow, this is serious. Um, but at the time, I didn't make that connection. And then once my knee pain started getting better, the neck thing happened, and then that was really like fucking me up. And I just felt like I was twenty four, twenty five, like. Uh, they're like people who have like been in the Olympics and like <laughs> their bodies are fine. And like people who have been like hit by a car and like they can still run. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like I know every handicapped subway in New York that is not okay. Like, um, and so I found this therapist who specializes in, um, psychosomatic pain. And the first day he was like, you're not going to believe me, but you're actually fine. And I was like, okay, you're crazy. Um, why did <laughs> Thanks, I, asshole. How, did, yeah, how yeah. did you find him? I, uh, I think it was on some website that had therapists. I think it's like, I, but how were you, I don't were, know if it was were, psychology. I, I found, I Googled. Were you specifically looking for psychosomatic? Yeah. So because you, after being in physical therapy for two years, I was like, maybe it's me. <laughs> interesting like, though. But I was also like in a, I was seriously depressed because of it, because I love to like be active and like, it was really fucking with me. The, the thing is, um, and the, suppression can cause pain. So it's right. sort of like it a was vicious a cycle. Exactly. It was yeah, this, the pain's real. Yep. 
It's just whether or not you caused it. Yeah. But but see, even that is sort of it's it's hard for people to accept that because that kind of has the connotation that or it or it implies that someone is like trying to be in pain or that they can control it. And what so I read and like I the only way that I got better was I read like three books about it in a week because I needed to understand the science first for me to because otherwise I was like this sounds like some weird voodoo bullshit and it like takes the the blame off of you right it's right. like oh, this is a totally normal thing this happens we have all of the this evidence to back it up right. this is what's going on the connection it, in your brain you need more than like a yoga because, teacher being like exactly. breathe into your sacrum yeah I didn't know what that meant and so basically what happens is like the same way that your um, you know, you start sweating when you're nervous or like you flush when you're embarrassed. Um, if you have like repressed emotion, so it's like there, there's the emotions that we experience consciously and then subconsciously. And the subconscious ones are like the ugly ones, the ones that you, they're, they're like, so painful that you won't even ex- accept. You won't even realize it's that like year. your immune system, like fighting off germs. It's like your, your brain is trying to fight off those thoughts of like, and the t- personality types that get psychosomatic pain was me, which is like, I have a guilt complex. I do not express anger at all. Like I always inflict it. Like someone could like steal money from me and I would like be like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but um, you know, like I, it's horrible. And like, um, which is crazy because I have to, it's not crazy. You're not crazy. <laughs> well, I am, but it's fine. <laughs> it's, you're a, you're a very talented stand-up comedian. You know, you go up there in hostile New York City in front of all these people and, you know, and, and have this brave kind of thing. Yeah. And then, but you've also got to deal with the fact that. But I like can't stand up to my sister. You know what I mean? It's like a weird, like. like emotional self-sabotage. Because no one's doing it. No one wants pain. So, so basically, it's 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 sort of like they the analogy that they use is like a it's like a reservoir of like emotions, and it, when it gets too much, or or when you are the when the the emotions are threatening to become conscious, your body creates a response to distract you, and that's the purpose of the pain. The purpose of the pain is not to like self sabotage your life. It's it's trying to protect you. Wow. Yeah. And it's all it is is oxygen deprivation to your muscles, which is why I would I would truly feel like I pulled something. Like I would be in pain all the time and it's I, like a hangover. Uh, that, that's a that's a that's when well, you're it's, it's kind dehydrated, of like, but you're well, like it's true that like your um your uh, <laughs> nervous system is all built to protect you. Yeah. If you set your hand on a hot stove, it burns you to protect you to tell you take right. your hand off that stove, yes, so that you don't hurt, injure yourself further. Like pain is meant to protect yeah. you from further injury. And so what happens is like so in that situation, your the pain signal is helpful to you. So when the difference between acute pain and chronic pain is that, like, let's say you break your wrist and then, you know, eight weeks later it heals, you're not going to, your wrist won't hurt anymore. But chronic pain is basically your wrist could heal, but your brain doesn't know that. So your brain is still sending pain signals. Wow. So that's what's happening. That's why I was going to doctors and they were like, you're okay. Like, your tests are fine. Like, like we don't know what to tell you. And I was like, well, why are, why, you know, why, why am I always in pain and blah, blah, blah. And like, so you just basically, why are my muscles always so tight? Like I just, 
it wasn't that I didn't believe it. It it was that I was going. I mean, the doctors were like, I, "We we're not saying you're not in pain. We're just saying like your tests are normal. So like, sorry. Yeah, it's almost like they're that's saying what they fibromyalgia. Don't know. That's yeah. what fibromyalgia is. Is is like uh, we don't know. Yeah. So basically, I within I would say two months, I I just stopped going to physical therapy. Just stopped. Um, and it, I mean, it definitely was a really long process, but like slowly getting out of the fears. Like one of my fears was like, I needed to be wearing sneakers. Like I, I could never wear like anything that wasn't like, like insanely supportive, which is like, you know what I mean? Like that's ridiculous. Like I'm not and for the in audio my seventies. You're four foot eleven, probably ninety pounds. <laughs> just take, just taking a stab at it. But, you're not some heavy person. That's like, you know. But you, yeah. I literally, you know, you were literally unable to stand for yeah for extended periods and now, of time yeah. when I met you. And so it, good for you. So, but it, a part of it was just instead of waking up, like it was. So and now I go to him. Like he's he does cognitive behavioral therapies, but a lot of it was catered to around my pain and then we started addressing the issues that were I was trying to run away from and like that's been the I mean I when people ask me like when I started getting good at stand-up it's like when I went to my therapist because he I've had so many like epiphanies that have turned into jokes from those conversations just you mentioning that part I could I could hear your voice kind of it's more sensitive. Yeah. It's, a, it's obviously a you've you've real you've realized you pinpointed some issues. Some people go through their whole lives without this. Yeah, that's just so important. Like our generation, I really want to pat ourselves on the back. I think our generation, pat Katie on the back for me. <laughs> we're we're fucking killing it with acknowledging our shit. Our parents would just drink and hit each other. Yeah, you know what I mean, you know what I was thinking. <laughs> like how how up. widespread is this that people just don't know? Because fibromyalgia is huge. It's like it's huge. had an explosion over the past few years and never mind sidebar i'm not even gonna get into it but i i wish that like what's what did you say the psychosomatic behavioral whatever i wish that that was like more of a thing the the reason it's not is because it threatens a lot of what doctors do it threatens pharmaceutical companies it threatens and then also it's like it it is so time because you know when you go to a doctor and they're like you know, what's your diet? What's your sleep? Whatever. They're not going to be like, so how's your marriage? You know, like, like, yeah. And it's a long road. It's a long road to getting better versus like here, take the steroid or completely ignore the mental health in tradition. So it's, you know, and a lot of it is also like, um, bedside manner. Like doctors have no idea the weight of their words and they can, like there are studies where um, like cancer patients were told that they were going to take something that like made them lose their hair and mm-hmm. then they immediately there was a lose placebo and they did. Yeah. And it's like, so if you're told that you are injured, your body will create that. My, I just went to the doctor and I don't want to get too much into it because it's, but it's whatever. But this doctor told me that if my tests come back with a diagnosis that we thought that I would never get better. He already told me See, that's, before we even took the test. He's told me you will never be cured, but we can manage See, that's it. A, that's a bad doctor, right? Yeah. And that's, I need, I already want a second opinion. I already yeah. know which doctor I want to go to in Should San Francisco. This guy's Yelp page. No, but, but you're right because I honestly, I had a full fledged breakdown. I would. It lasted I mean, for like two weeks. I was crying in yoga. I was crying in the car. I was crying on the phone with my sister, but we can chalk it up to him being just ignorant about, he didn't even know what he was 
was talking about. Right. That's the thing. Doctors well, just think not, that they, not all of them, but a lot of them. If it's not their specialty, they're just a one step above WebMD. I mean, right. honestly, if it's not their specialty, they just yeah. read the yeah. biology I don't. Textbook. I don't think that he necessarily is an idiot about it. I think he sort of knows what he's talking about, but he didn't know what he was talking about with one other thing that right. I was asking him about. But, but, um, <laughs> but you're right. That bedside manner makes such a huge difference. And I've always had, I think like growing up, I've always had really great doctors mm-hmm. and I, you know, I've managed, if I don't like somebody, I don't go back. Right. So I've, I've found really supportive, really good doctors, but it was so jarring to be like already going through a super scary yeah. thing and have someone tell me he's I could never get better. And that's, there are people who are told that they never walk again and they can, like, they're completely oh, sure. back to normal. Sure. You know, yeah. so it's Plenty like. Of people that get a, a diagnosis that's like, you got two years and they say, fuck it, they yeah. go to Mexico. But I do think it's part of, of your personality. Like, are you the kind of person that, like, takes what this doctor says and, like, lets it get you completely down? I or used are you. To be. I, I sort of think I am. But it's like, there are fighters out there that beat terminal cancer. You know, people work but miracles it, in themselves it, all the time. It comes from like knowledge because you, it's like with like a die. I think that's why people like believe everything a doctor says because like you don't know. Like, I'm like, I you don't feel know. feel like the, they're the expert. Yeah. Um, but if you, so it's like the mind body stuff, like, yes, doctors are important. And when you have symptoms, like, you should always get them checked out and you shouldn't ignore them. But, I so I've sort of had to toggle that where like I'll get I'll like feel something and I'm like uh do I need to get that like sometimes I'm like but am I really injured and that's like the that's the biggest thing that will perpetuate so even when something isn't like wrong that I feel like I'm repressing sometimes I'll get a new weird thing and then I start to doubt if it's psychosomatic and the more you doubt it the more it plays into it. it's mm-hmm. like it's crazy it's just how did you have this epiphany that you were going to sort of take control of you know your the way you're thinking. I mean, it's like a lifelong. Well, just reading reading the. I mean, just right out of the bat, and they're you just like, opened your eyes. There, it's like st- get rid of your fear. You're fucking fine, and we'll prove it to you. Which book can you? It's called so. Um, this guy his his name his name is Doctor John Sarno, and he's like very like renowned at uh, like NYU. Um, that's where he did like all of his research and stuff. Um, and it's called. Uh, mind over back pain, the divided mind, and there's a third one. Like if you Google it, it'll... it'd be good just to read. Even I mean, I, it's, I, I feel. It, do you remember his name? John Sarno. Okay. John yeah. Sarno. It it truly and and I remember my therapist was like, read this, but apply it to your knee pain, and it worked. But like, you know what though? Like you you were looking at our bookshelf and you were recognizing books you've read attached. Oh, to I love. But so yeah, but you have the you have the thirst for understanding what kind of what yeah. fucked you up or what's wrong with you. You know, I just want to solve the mystery of why am I like this? <laughs> I mean, does it <laughs> help you? There's no way to. To just, I mean, you'd be have to be a sociopath to to go through a breakup and not feel anything. Like, how oh, do you God, apply yeah. what you've learned to like? You just went through a breakup. Oh boy, I my Google history this month is the saddest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I can't even look. I won't even read? look. Can I? Can I uh, take a look at it? No, you may not. Um, but <laughs> I will say, mine. you've seen my, you've seen my. I, I definitely size. googled like blindsided breakup. What to do when there are no red flags? Like I was, I've never been so baffled by anything. It was like, because like in breakups in the past, like as soon as we've broken up, it was like I was immediately able to be like, oh, I wasn't as happy as I thought I was, or like this makes sense. Like we're not compatible. Whereas we were only together for like five months, but it at no point like everything was. 
the only thing was like he, and it was like an external circumstance. Like his, there were like two people that left his firm and like he started getting all of their work and like it was making him really stressed and he wasn't taking it out on me and I was just trying to like help. And he instead chose to just like, you know, it, it was almost like he couldn't manage. Because I'm also not, and I'm not as like, I guess needy with my time as I think other women have been. Um, and I think his last relationship also kind of screwed with him a little bit. Like, cause he, she broke up with him and then he found out she was cheating. So like, Jeez. that's like, yeah, that's like horrible. Yeah. Um, and you gotta pay for other people's fuck ups. You gotta deal with like the, af- yeah. the aftershock. And so I think that, I mean, and he said this, it was just like, you know, you like, I, I can't be like the boyfriend that you deserve right now. And it's not fair to you and blah, blah, blah. And I was, which was like unfair because it it put me in the position of like, well, now I feel like you're judging me for like what I want in a relationship. Whereas like, it's just other things, you know, like I don't have a quota of how many times we hang out. Like I need someone to be supportive of what I do and care about it. And he a hundred percent, I was like, you know what I mean? It was like, he was all the pressure came from himself. He was thinking he was being yeah, a you, shitty boyfriend, and he wasn't. You do the same thing I do, where it's like, no, no, no. Oh, you you don't need that. I can mold into this other thing. And what they're really saying is, that's the whole book. I'm just not that into you. Which I've, you know what I mean? I've I've had everyone make every excuse possible. My dog ate my homework. I don't love you anymore, Dave. You've seen it. You've you've literally seen me. The, you know, you've been yeah. the first person like when I've had people just run over me. Yeah, you don't want to waste any more time with someone who like is gonna full fledged panic at like the first hiccup. You know, because right. just having a bigger workload shouldn't. If it was right. the right person well, in the oh, right so circumstance, he, so then he admitted that he got let go from his last job, and it like he like really went into like a depression. And again, I was like, I get that, like I understand, and like I. If anybody, like, I've had some rough patches with my job also that I've had to learn to, like, set boundaries and, you know, it's scary. But he just didn't want it. He was, he was, I've never, it was like looking at a different person. Like, he was just kind of not responding to very practical solutions. Did you get the breakup text? Like, hey, we should go meet and talk? No, I was the one, I, we went to see a show and then afterwards I, or before the show, I was like, hey, I, like, I know you're in a rough patch at work right now and I just want to like have a conversation about how I can like help. That was literally it. It was like, that's so like progressive of you. Yeah. And then then it turned into a breakup. So (laughs) (laughs) then I was like, Oh God, like what? I was just floored. Like I couldn't even, I was so, because you guys go to the show. Yeah, we went, this was after the show. Oh, it was after the show. Um, and, and I really like, my bullshit radar is very accurate now. And I think that like, if, if you are perceptive, you can tell when someone is not into it. For sure. And it's also, it's just like the little things like how, like how are they like the first second you wake up in the morning or like, you know, do they like roll over on the side of the bed? Like when you sleep or like, are they like affectionate? You're, and describing, like, <laughs> you're describing me so perfectly. I know Tasha's well, like, Dave rolls over. Dave doesn't have. Well, no. Sleep. I, mean, I beg to get spooned. We spooned a little bit well, No, night. it's no. I think, I think once you've both fallen asleep, it's fair game to <laughs> go wherever. I was also four but years anyway. in. I'm like, I'm sleeping on my side. Um, <laughs> Okay. But also, like, 
it, so what what was bothering me, what I wanted to talk to him about was that he was, I think, overextending himself. Like, I genuinely do not need him to come to every show. And he always felt like, oh, she's a show and I'm up there. And I'd be like, it's my it's my job. Like, I you don't need to be there. Yeah, like, I don't and, come to your job. And so he would, like, he would he would come and then I could tell that he... Like, sometimes I, like, and again, it's like, this just comes from communication. He would think that, I think he thought that it was more important that he was at the show than it would be for us to, like, just spend time together afterwards. And so, if he would have to, like, leave early or something, and I would be like, like, I don't care if you can't make it. Like, I would rather you... I'd rather you like get your work done and then we just hang out Did over the weekend. Did you tell him all this, when, like yep. before it was a before that talk though? No. Yeah. So it was But that was I, I mean it, it was changed? kind I mean, of like but it hadn't really happened that many times that I felt like, you know what I mean? This mm-hmm. was that conversation. That's why I had it. I was like, "Hey, this is I would I would rather spend the weekend together and like us be able to just relax Chill. more." And he was like, "Well, that's not what uh, a good relationship is, and and I was just like, well, that's a very loose definition. Right, like, I'm the five love languages. Yeah. See, he so you want quality time. All women do, and he was trying to show you that he could be there for right. you because I'm a man and I'm there yes, for you exactly. to protect you. He, yep. So like he's so he's a little off with what he, so, what, what his expectations are that he needs to so be. So he was just creating, you know, he was just failing at things that I wasn't asking him to do, you know, and if I felt like he wasn't being a good boyfriend like that we would have addressed that immediately like there would have been other issues that i had had and i so uh, that was it just really fucking threw me because like i and i I didn't i tried not to like scroll back too much but i remember like (laughs) going through the last two weeks i was like has anything changed and like i think the only thing that changed was that it was like more him venting about work than like us you know having like fun and talking but like he was still making actively making plans and being like hey come over earlier if you want to like just it sounds like you unearthed the inevitable a few weeks before he probably got there himself yeah so it's not like you did anything wrong you just acknowledged it while he was still like in a dog fight it's sad because like you know that it's just him not managing his own stress yeah and and that's the thing is like i've i've tried to because like i know it's like the reality is you know he chose to like give up on the relationship and what's so fucked up about it is that he very much wanted this relationship maybe he maybe it was the wrong timing but he like did want a girlfriend at that time and maybe just didn't i don't know i think i'm different than other girls that he's dated and i don't think that he's in the place that he needs to be to like have a healthy relationship yeah Yeah. and that sucks because it the, you know what's tough is ha, is it's timing. Okay, so this is your this is your fourth Ben. Yep. This is Ben number. <laughs> so four. we're gonna wrap it up uh, with Ben. So uh, if there's any Bens out there, uh, this isn't the girl for you. Uh, yeah, she's done with you. Uh, your second Ben was Philly guy Ben. Yes. Okay. So Philly guy is Ben. One <laughs> I've, of the, I've one, only fucked Bens in the last. <laughs> one, one, one. You're like my my, there was, num- my number's really low if yeah. you just count all the Bens as one. Yeah. That's but true. you, one of your Bens was my roommate, mm-hmm. and he dumped you. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, I didn't even know he didn't consult me. 
I, inter- I, I introduced he didn't you guys. You? Well, I'm his roommate. She's my <laughs> yeah. friend. Um, I, 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 I know. It, I, was it, it also out of the blue, or had yeah. there been stuff going he on? He was even like it was so strange. I mean, like to me, like he he was never like oh, I got a I got a. It was out of the blue, and I was really sad. But it made a, so much sense. Like I remember, I was more upset at just the fact that it was over, but I, I would not have wanted to get back together. But my point was, you were in denial, and we all are, but mm-hmm. we're in the coffee bean right? yeah. on, on, oh, yeah. on West 4th Street, yeah. and you had to host a show. Yeah. So you're in denial, like, nah, like, this isn't happening, it's going to work out. And then and then you did your show, and I was so proud of you to like do a stand-up right after you got dumped, yeah. but also, in hindsight, it, clearly it wasn't the right relationship. No, it was, we were completely... Like we just had, a, I mean, he just needed a girlfriend that was not me. Like it. But so, how do you take that sample that you have and apply it to right now oh. and go this? While it had nice things, this other Ben, Ben Four and Ben Two, they were both nice. I'm sure Ben Four was a nice guy. Ben Two is a great guy. He's an awesome guy. You guys right. aren't right. We're together, just wrong. Right? Yeah, exactly. But like, how do you apply that now and say well, I need to step out of myself and say I know that I'm on the right path? So I so I guess what. It, what was really throwing me was that we are we are compatible in so many ways and it was very like i've never felt so like safe with someone i felt like i didn't feel like it was taking me away from what i wanted to do like he was really supportive and like we would you know he like he's not like a he doesn't he's not creative like for a living but he's has a really good sense of humor and so like most lawyers do uh, a lot of lawyers become actually comedians. no that's actually true like Geraldo, yeah rest in peace yeah there's a uh, anyway well but, you yeah. know jews have to be miserable somewhere so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but, yeah, but yeah so I mean, so at first i was just like what the fuck like everything was perfect or you know everything I like that you not are perfect. jewish just because if you didn't know you were jewish that would have sounded like uh hate speech oh yeah no jews i'm have to be miserable you're, yeah you're, 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 you if you couldn't that. tell by the anxiety in my voice i'm jewish um <laughs> But I was just like, everything worked. Like, we were great. And I've never had so many people, like, after meeting him, would, like, text me and be like, you guys are so good together. Like That's the but, worst, when people put that shit on you but, and they mean well. So it was like, so our relationship, there was nothing that I felt like uh, I, yeah, there were no problems that I saw. The only problem was, I, I'm like, well, if he... If his self worth is tied to his job, where he's willing to give up something that is so rare, like to have a connection that we had is so fucking rare, and he just, you know, so that now is like, even like I guess what was like the heartbreaking part of it is like I don't know that I could get past that, like even if he does, if and when he you know is sitting alone in mesh shorts on a couch and is like, oh fuck, why did I do that? All guys have the mesh shorts moment, yeah. let's be honest. Absolutely. Uh, but even if he, like, I, I, I've i lost trust and respect because, yeah, it's scary to, like, be in a relationship and feel like you have to deal with your issues or whatever, but I've, you know, I was very, like, upfront about shit that I, you know, about my, my 
I showed him my demons. <laughs> just yeah. just let lady. your demons out. <laughs> but you know what you have to remember is that you've had so much practice at dealing with yeah, it. And he clearly has not. And for a lot not. of people, they can live their whole lives yeah. without ever addressing their own issues. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't Realizing go to choice. therapy once a week. I was, like, well, he, he did go. That's why I was like, what? Here's He's not com- in therapy comedians, anymore. Comedians not come the right off one. fucked like we're fucked up people. But uh, I think we just air our laundry out that no one else, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't. I'll tell a stranger you know, all day the shit I'm going through. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you know, so you're probably just a couple rungs above him on the enlightenment level. And I hear yeah. people say, you're so much better than him. Fuck him. Like, how many girls do you know that are like, dude, fuck Ben's. Fuck all of them. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. And I get that. But that's a natural thing I to do. I guess it's like I saw that he was not thinking clearly. And I, I can see like there's just easy shifts in his mindset that would make it. And you're an empathetic person too. Right. So like, you so, know, you uh, see a problem, you feel it and you want to help fix and, it. And sometimes, and that is like the biggest thing that I'm trying to learn is like, I, even if people are shitty to me, I can, I empathize too much and I will forget that they were shitty or like it does, it's not in the foreground. Whereas like realistically he completely blindsided me and then, we didn't talk. And like, that was the other thing was like, I had so many things I didn't want to, or that I didn't communicate that I felt like if he just knew this, or if I could, if he could just accept what I like, not that it would fix it, but I would feel better, but I didn't reach out to him. This and, is like, like uh, the bachelor where just, the, he dumps the chick and then she comes back and it's like, why is she going back? It's because she has more questions. Why? That's why they do the after the road yeah. ceremony. It's well, like, it I didn't come to me, but I've been thinking about it. Why the fuck did you leave me on and tell me? And it's like, yeah, you've got, you've got it like wasn't, a, a list of your but relationship. But that's never productive. Well, Have it, you ever seen that be productive? Yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, I've, I've demanded closure. You know, the girl who ghosted me, I like demanded it to the point where she finally responded to yeah. me and we walked it out and it didn't feel great, but I didn't feel like a piece of shit after I really did. I felt good. Yeah. I was sad. I cried at, you know, at a panini bar in Central Park. <laughs> now, how far removed of, or, from the initial breakup were you when you like I still got your closure? I was still fighting for it. I was like, she I must mean, have family how problems. much time has passed? It was a few weeks of ghosting. A few weeks of like just fell off. See, I, I gave yeah. her space. I, I mean, did everything I was supposed to do. I didn't. I didn't flood it. I I gave her space. I was I was thinking about it every second of the day. But I was also like, finally, I was like, we're gonna need to figure this out. And I thought I was still gonna talk my way back. And it, like it took thirty blocks from Rockefeller to the eighties. So from Rockefeller, Tasha smiling. I walked it with his bitch thirty blocks before she makes a right. And I'm supposed to make a left. And I thought I was making a right back to her apartment on third or whatever. I thought if you can do the math of New York, I was like, oh, we're going to get in that, that. That was the point where she was like, and this is why it's not going to work. Like everything else was the lead up. And there was like, and then oh wow, I was like, fuck, I mean, and I'm not the Philly chick, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Hello. I mean, we're in a, you know what I mean? I yeah. got a good joke out of it. I uh, was on a Snapchat story about ghosting. Uh, got paid for that. I got paid 500 bucks basically for getting ghosted on. Uh, and uh, and um, I felt better after. I cried it out. And I was, uh, it was the quickest rebound I've ever, quickest like bounce back I've yeah, ever had. Because I, mean, I was like, okay, geez, yeah, it really I, wasn't what I so thought it was. So a couple weeks ago, or so I, I was like, I have shit I want to say. And I'm not going to like... When we do, if we do have a conversation, it's going to be, here's what I didn't say that night and not a, like, I'm hoping to get back together. It's like, I need to say these things. Just to get it off your chest. Yes. 
Um, and I, cause I didn't want to like, because you ask, don't want to be like emotionally still like riled up. Yeah. And so I, and I wanted to give myself time to like calm down so that I could say it and not be like very, sometimes you don't know what you want to say right away. Right. No, You're I was still like shock. Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely had like, it would change. You know what I mean? Like, like two weeks later, it w- I felt a little differently and, um, so I eventually, like after three and a half weeks or something, I reached out and I was just like, Hey, I want to get a drink next week. Cause I feel like I don't like how our last conversation ended. Cause it was so like abrupt and like, just, I couldn't even like think clearly. And, um, he responded really well. Um, and then, and so I was going to reach out to him when I got back from LA. And then when I got fired on friday jesus christ yeah um i give a venmo account we can share i know right (laughs) i told him i told him i texted him right like after it happened just because i was like you know what i'm not playing games right now like he went through this and i know that it was like really fucking like hurt him and i need like i don't know what to do yeah and that was the only reason that i reached out to him like i was not it, it was just like i need a friend right now um but he didn't answer for three days. Jeez. And that threw me over the edge this weekend. Like I never would have not. I, is that part I of the, is that part of the closure though? To go? Oh, well, you didn't have the decency to get back. Well, to now honest? it is. But it's now I I felt like Friday I, I was it just kind of reopened it. Like it. I was just like the fact that. Like that's so it's just shitty. Another hurtful it's, thing. Well, this might feel like you're never, taking a step backwards, but I, I don't. I think it's the opposite. Yeah, no, I think it's no, more it's like, him showing you, me. You know, you know, my remember mine. Remember mine when we went to the. We, I'm not trying to be cryptic. I thought I was in a relationship with somebody. Katie was the only person that was with us. Do you know what I'm talking about? We do Lucky Jacks. I had a great yeah. stand up set. We went to this bar, and I thought that Katie, uh, Katie was like my friend, and I was trying to patch things up, and then. And then later that evening, you find out that we're at this, the girl who I was trying to patch it up with, her dude's bar. The girl took me to her, oh, new, yeah. her dude's bar. <laughs> and you got to see firsthand an 18-wheeler go over my head and have that conversation in New York that was like, fuck you. No, yeah. no, no, she was like, fuck you. And I like ran, and like someone walked by that I knew, and they're like, hey, Dave. And I was like, not now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never talked to anyone. And it wasn't like to me, like you skank. It wasn't like that. It was just like... Oh no, no, yeah, no. no. And, no I, and, this... I, and, and then I was done and I was done and I, and I felt, and I needed like that. Oh, that's where it's at. I'm out. I have more self-worth and that maybe that's, well, that's So then he wrote back on Monday and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I didn't respond. And now I have, I haven't had a session with my therapist this week. Clearly I have all of this anger now that I didn't have right out. Like I was angry that it happened, but I also understood it. So I wasn't as, angry i like the more time passed the more i was like okay that was just like initial like withdrawal like your that's what happens to your brain like during a breakup and i was like able to look at it from like even if like you know i was like i don't think we'll get back together but i can be at peace with it and not think of him in a negative way and because he did that now i do and i'm like fuck i don't and because now i don't want to i don't want to get back in touch with him and talk it out because now I'm mad. So don't. I'm not going to, but it... You can it, still write write everything you wanted to say down, whether you yeah, email it to I'm him just, or not. Yeah, write it down and decide later if you want to send it. But that's it. the thing. Like, and probably in a couple of weeks, you won't even care. It's just like, yeah, it's just like really throwing me how like... 
Because I can tell, like you can tell by the way someone acts with you. Like it's the nonverbal stuff. How they act with you when, when how, how somebody acts with you when they're not getting what they want. And when in like, it sounds like he was like, well, I've done, I've done my job and I'm gone. And now it's like, you're not a priority. Like, you know, no, I, I just, I think he's so insecure that being around me make, made him not feel good. Or, or I think that like, then at a certain point, like uh, spending time together was threatening his like success at work. You know, New but, York. Is but again, it's like if it, you know, hyperly. Hyper I don't want to date people. someone that is like that. You know, because I used to be like that. It's and tough. I don't it's wanna, tough. Um, LA, you know? LA, New York. These big cities. Everyone's in there to make their money. Do the New York more so? It's more business, but it's like business lawyer. They, you know, like I gotta be. Can't talk to anyone for 15 years till I'm partner. It's like jack yeah. off. No, in he your literally face. said that. He was like, for the next five years, I don't know if it's going to get any better. But blah, that's blah, what they blah. tell you. Like, they go, comedy. You know, you can't have a relationship for the first 15 years. Go suck a dick. It's not true. I know. It's yes, like, it's hard, but it forces your hand to communicate and grow some balls and learn how to like love somebody and accept and their love. I also think like there's like that the word relationship comes with like, so many like every, it means something different for every single person and like there are some people that like w- like what about couples that have like ridiculous schedules like you have to make it work and i think it's it's the right person if they can be understanding and so, like want you to succeed you know it's not the right person if they're like it's me or the job or whatever and like i mean you're always going to like you also need to be able to express your needs and like sometimes people toggle it better yeah, but, than others but being in a relationship means having a teammate, somebody right. who can see what you need and hopefully give it to you and vice versa. Yeah. And he was always, he always did that for me and I was trying to do that with him and he didn't want that. So that's, Look, it's I, just, I feel like now I'm trying to, I don't know how to not have it fuck me up in my neck. Cause I'm going to be like, well, I'm really good at digging out red flags. And I'm like, there are no red flags. Is that a red flag? And I'm like, I'm gonna be yeah, all th- yeah that's the thing is like, how can you not take, how can you apply what you've learned in a positive way and not take your baggage to the next relationship? Because you have to treat every relationship with, you know, maybe a tiny bit of skepticism, Oh yeah, but you have to treat it with like, Oh, this person wants to be with me. And you have to have that kind of dumb optimism. Mm-hmm. You really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. We brought baggage in to ours, but we also were in a very sneaky, good place. When we yeah, started. and you guys had like a friendship that, like, you know what I mean. You were, it wasn't like you knew each other for a long time before. We Trojan horsed it, where like I think we kind of started dating in a kind of way that it got serious. It's funny when you call it serious because I think it was a blast. You know what I mean? It doesn't. I know that's the thing. Is I hate. We say, oh, we're like, no, I'm not. Tro- no funny business here. It's like, no, I'm. Sh- it's just. But when somebody is is on a different page, Ben the fourth is on a different page than you. Yeah, you can look at a million different playbooks as to how you could have made it work, but he wasn't there, and you can't right. tell somebody how they yeah. should be. That's their enlightenment to have. Exactly. And that's I, what's hard, and that's a codependent thing to do. Where you go, babe. Just read the book. Read the book and know how I yeah. feel, and you'll be there. And we'll be like, oh my gosh, and we'll love each other. It's like, well, they need to. He each, needs to it, get. It's there. not your job to be their coach. Yeah, exactly. It's everybody's journey to do by themselves yeah. and on their own timeline. And like, you're just setting yourself up for more misery if you try and 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 teach somebody or lead right. somebody into this. 
yeah. happy place. We got an email. I'm, I'm going to read it next episode. I don't want to waste your time by reading it, but we got an email today from an, a nice 52-year-old lady who's on her second marriage, and she said her first marriage was 16 years. It was a good practice, but she said she's found that you know she was set up on a blind date, and she's married. Wow. But she recommended a book about introverts, and I, I mentioned it to Katie. Katie was like... "What?" what Immediately, like, oh, oh, I was like, is it quiet by Susan Cain? And he was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. But she, this lady recommended that I should read it. So my thing now is any recommendations. I mean, I'm a little behind. You saw that my trunk of my car looks like a used bookstore. I just got like books, you know, different things. But um, you want to give me the spark notes about it? Because Tasha is a self-proclaimed introvert. A, uh, what do you call that? Do Se- I need to? A secret well, introvert. <laughs> I, you know, I like my whole life I was kind of like, am I just really awkward or like, am I an asshole that I don't want to go out all the time? Or like, I always felt weird. Like I was always the, I remember living with like, there were like four or five girls in college and like everything was a group activity. And I was like, I just want to sit alone for a minute. Like I need, I very much need like more processing time to, so it's, it's like a lot of people here introvert, they think shy and it's like, when I'm out, people think I'm an extrovert because I'm having a know. good time. Yeah. yeah. I but think then I we're get totally in the like, same boat. <laughs> extrovert, introvert doesn't mean, yeah, you're just like hiding at home all the time and like alone and sad. No, we, we have a good time. We know how to party. I've, I really value one-on-one time. Yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Um, I, en- I enjoy like deep conversation more than like the superficial, but I like, get so overwhelmed in like crowds. And we had a friend's uh, oyster party. We were going to, it's supposed to be like six of us and we show up and these, there's uh, like 50 people shucking oysters. Oh, I couldn't have been more. Oh no. I immediately would be like, Nope. But Darren, I, I Darren mean, I like, wanted to turn around and walk out, but obviously th- that's not an option. So you just like Darren take was, a deep breath Darren and you make it work. He was concerned for you and he was like, is Tasha okay? And I was like, oh yeah, no, she's okay. She's just a little like, no, I get, I get, you know? I get, uh, so that was the and other it's something thing. that we, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, someone's not being a bitch to you. Right. They're not doing this to you. They're just, it was just like, a new uh, like I, I really felt like I was going to cry when I walked in. That's I, you know, like I was so just like overwhelmed with emotions walking into a house full of strangers when I expected six people. Well, yeah, you no, know, like mental I, six, prep. six friends. Yeah. I need, I need Is this preparation or for this. Is this, are you, are it's you nature. You, it's definitely nature. because you're you're the you're both the oldest sibling. No, I think right? it's just the way that your brain processes stuff. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's like a million reasons that turn you into the person you are, but I don't think that I could have ever been taught how to be an extrovert. No, so I've, I've been taught how to manage. What I what I didn't know it. is that it so introvert brains are much more sensitive to like external stimuli. So like. It's you know we have one else, over there called the highly sensitive person. I just yeah, thought. HSP. So like, like if if someone is well, like, we were talking about eating food and how annoying it was for you before we went on air. You were talking about eating how annoying it would be to hear someone eat an apple. I don't give a fuck if someone. Wants r- to eat I an mean, apple. for me, it's just like I am like the second I go to a party, I'm stressing about. I'm like, oh my god, uh, who, who like, am I going to forget their name? Like, what was the last thing that I? I've just accepted was, that I never know. I'm anyone's like, I'm going to fuck up all these high fives. Like, I don't His know what to do. Ben, like, Katie. it's Ben. <laughs> or I just, I'm afraid I'm going to like, I just spiral into like anxiety mode. Or um, is anxiety? Does that come with being an introvert? Kind of. I get major anxiety if I'm overwhelmed. 
it's being overstimulated. Overstimulated. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I, I think you can be an introvert and not be a highly sensitive person, but I do think that they tend to go hand yeah. in hand. It's on the uh, spectrum. But, it must be like the more introvert, the more you possess the need to gain your energy by being alone, the quicker it's drained like, yeah, when you're not. The thing yeah. that um, like clicked for me was when I started working full time in like an office with an open floor plan and I would sit at work and be, I would be working but i would be like stuck and i would get home and within like 30 seconds all these ideas that i had been like trying to get would just pour into my brain like it was it's just the like silence yeah gives your mind a different like whereas you know i've got people other conversations visually there's things going on like it your brain is working twice as hard yeah you're it's crazy. distracted. Would yeah. you say your dad's introverted? I think both of your my dad is. You got a British dad, and then this quirky, crazy mom. Tasha's got like a very quiet, noble. Listen to an album and just sit yeah. there, read the newspaper. Dad, yeah, and I a kind of quirky mom, an introvert as well. It's interesting, you guys. So maybe, do you think do you relate more to your father's? Uh, my my temperament is a lot more like yeah. my dad and I will. Um, we will like inconvenience ourselves to just like avoid a conflict you know what i mean or like to not like we're very hyper aware of stuff and and does like, it, does do you think that he yeah that was my question too <laughs> yep yeah and then you explode over out. something small yeah. <laughs> oh yeah yeah well, that's every guy from the but isn't that interesting because you were talking about nature versus nurture uh my dad same way no, we'll not talk about anything uncomfortable until like explosion yep. over the dinner table, like yeah, really not yeah. good situation, right? And and then you end up burying all your feelings yep. in chronic pain. And I know that, like I, a I, lot I of my do pain a lot for my dad. Better. We got, we got, yeah. Did you yep. really? You got into oh, that like in therapy? Yeah, because I realized so much of it was kind of guilt or like avoidance of or feeling fearful like they don't always come they don't always know how they the way that they talk to us or communicate makes us feel but sometimes it's like realizing that i you can allow someone to make you feel a certain way so like i always felt like my dad was questioning like what i was doing like or i felt like you know, he. They, they didn't approve it, of you doing. No, no, no. They even. very much. They very much did, but that also made me feel guilty. It was like I don't deserve to be like going out or having fun. I need to be working all the time to prove to them that you've got what it takes. To prove to them that I'm not just like you know wasting like the money that they're helping me. You know what I mean? Like I felt shitty about that. Like I had this guilt complex. I was like, I don't deserve like. You know what? About, what am I doing that I, I deserve? Because well, when with with this with creative industry, the the guilt is there because you don't get to say you're a junior associate at right, enterprise. Exactly. Ah, yeah, I got a business. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. You got a headshot. You're just struggling. You don't have to. You, we don't have that thing that people can say. Like when my, when I got fired, my mom told people I got laid off. <laughs> Fucking like, yeah. You're, like that makes me even angrier that you're like yeah lying for me. And my dad would like you know he was he was wanted me to pursue comedy but then he would also like drop things like well you know you've got to get something and also he's british so it's like way more intimidating (laughs) he's like you know you've got to get something more sustainable and more like a backup plan yeah and and um what my therapist pointed out to me is that like a lot of the time it's parents worried about how they're doing as a parent so like 
if I don't succeed, it's it reflects poorly a reflection on, the- on yeah. And so realizing that, I was like, wow, like. I just have to keep doing what I'm doing and and like I eventually I did find a job that paid me to do ridiculous things and like that and then I got fired but no <laughs> but no but now I have like a you know I have the confidence and like knowledge that I actually can get paid to to like make and write funny content but here's uh here's what happened last week this this week both of you thought you lost jobs uh, one of us did. Well, here's a, here's a difference. Is that <laughs> I still may have. I don't. Well, we're in limbo. Just multiple clients, and you know, yeah. so it's like you don't just get fired from all of them, right? Yeah. But and you don't lose it for any merit issues. It's always something, you know, whatever. Uh, and you both, yeah, yeah. I was trying to help Tasha by being like this brave guy who's like the steady ship, and she wanted, and you that was you wanted something else you know what i mean like you weren't getting what i was trying to give you i think well i just got the vibe that you were like really brushing it off like it's gonna be fine and then that was it and i was like no well, mainly I, because I you're need still making vent. quadruple what i am without <laughs> that job and i'm like it's just and they, you know she, the, because that job wasn't there she has a little more time she's going to an audition right, she yeah. auditioned for general hospital had a good audition like all, all the things that you can do for much bigger picture things you're doing so my, in my head i'm going you need to get rid of this these barnacles yeah, so your yeah, ship yeah. can sail 100 and i know that but i i wanted to hear that pep talk an in-depth pep talk that makes me feel like you care and i want to be able right. to vent a little bit and i wanted hey, to Tasha, be able to talk through it and I talk it out i'm sorry i couldn't give that to you right away i'm happy that the other day you expressed that to me that i wasn't giving well, you what you needed and i and i was able to no, versus being like, what the fuck? She being a bitch again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can only bring it up so many times and get the same fucking half-ass well, response. Well, true. And I thought I was. Either way, I, do we have an understanding that? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, and, I have a book. And we'll get so. Katie texted me and was like, I'm, you know, cause I, we were wondering if you were going to make it here. Yeah. I think the flight got delayed or snowstorm, yeah. whatever. And you were like, I got dumped and fired. Yeah. I was like, my like, life's on fire. How are you? <laughs> and you were like, I need the Dave Neal pep talk. I was yeah. like, all right, you got a pep talk yeah. coming up. But the secret is that I'm shining a mirror up to your potentials. Like it's not a pep talk. It's like, well, what can you but offer? Sometimes you need to hear it from somebody else. That's why it feels so shitty when your parents are like slowly like plan B, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever is because you, it, we know deep in our hearts somewhere that like we well, have what it takes to succeed, but you want to hear that validation from someone else as well. But you know what's so funny? I'll get phone calls from friends, Patsy and other friends, and they'll call me and they won't say anything. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Because I know that they just started yeah. crying yeah. because they were like, I got to call Dave. And then they're like, Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I've done that too. I did it when I got in my car accident. I called Tasha, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, I get, it. I get it, I get it." Um, I think people call me because they I'm not like doing the standard business degree, ten year plan type of thing. Like I I'm in the dogfight with you guys. I lose jobs all the time, or don't even have the but jobs. You, so I've I always I actually like use you as a, a case example of like. What How, not to do. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I I remember like like the one of the main incompatibility issues like uh the second Ben and I had was that he had like abandonment issues. And, my, my Ben? Yeah. Yeah. Um and it was constantly like making me feel guilty and he perceived me doing like 
me needing space or me wanting to like go to an open mic or something as being abandoned. And I realized like, you know, after the relationship, I was like, I need to think about what I want. And so like now if I'm with someone and they take it personally that I'm like going to a mic or something or like have to work on something, I'm like, well, that's not what I need. Like I need you to like, but being with a secure person, you won't, I didn't feel guilty at all. Yeah, I was yeah, going as long to work, as you can spell it out. You. But how do I factor into this? You stuff? also <laughs> like you, you, your dad was not present, you know, and you are like very emotionally in touch and never let it make you feel sorry for yourself. And you like stepped up and understood it and didn't, you know, like you're able to have a healthy relationship. Like, so a lot of the time it's like, well, yeah, I've got, I've got issues. Well, yeah, I mean, we all do, but like you're, they're just not as heavy when you address them. You cry well, about yeah, they're exactly. heavy, but they're not as heavy as the, but not you don't, you them. don't let them like run your life, control you like subcon without being aware of it. Like if you're doing something to sabotage yourself, you're, you'll, find it and like but i think a lot of like 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 positive mindset like that never my mom would used to do that to me and i'd be like that's i'm not gonna just like wake up and shit a rainbow like that's just not ignoring a problem or minimizing a problem doesn't help me i want to like look at it from reflecting reality is what helps a lot of the time because like our minds only see the negative like i only see you know, the things that I don't like about myself or like this one thing. So that's why my therapist helps. And the like, juxtaposition with that is that right. on social media, you only see everyone else's highlight reel. Right. So not only do you only pick out the worst in you, you yeah, see the oh, best every, in Everyone's been like, you look like you're having so much fun in LA. I'm like, I've been crying all day. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't cried yet. It's been uh, no, 70 no. minutes. So, I haven't uh, cried today at all. We have to patch this up. We got to get going. Um, will you call in next week? And yeah, I will. Will you give us some updates? Yes, Wouldn't that I will. be nice? Yeah. Let's get the yeah, updates. we gotta get the progress. Because we here's the thing: I know you're gonna be f- completely I fine. I know that your job. It was just like two so, heartbreaks at once. And I, I know like, you've opened Ugh. up so much time and energy for you to find something better, and you might not have done that if you stayed at your old job. It's, no, it's true. I you really you might you might have been for forced. me. What hurt was how it how quickly it happened and how abruptly and how the fact that it legitimately makes no sense and they will regret it because I was very much like essential to the decision making and I'm responsible for a lot of the success of the content. So, I mean, they will regret it. Ben will regret it. Yeah. And the best, and all you can do is really work on yourself and be the best. And by the time, and it's the old like swingers quote in the movie swingers. It's like, you know, the, the rub is the second you don't care about them anymore because you're doing so well yourself, you're not going to want them. You know what's annoying though? I was like, wow, I can't believe when I turn 30, I'm going to have a job and a boyfriend. And then I just got (laughs) just, yeah. It's not what you need, though. Railroaded. You know, that's what you violently thrown off track. <laughs> but no, it's fine, and like I, it's better than fine. It's it's I, it, it, no, it's, it's like you have to let your like I'm. This week did not go how I planned, so it's I'm not going to be able to do everything that I wanted to here. I but have you're coming to deal back in it. a couple of weeks and going to Coachella. yeah. I'm going to be all. I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be. Uh, you're going to meet a bro at Coachella. That'll be great. You can have. Sex I'll be in thriving at Coachella. I will be glowing and thriving. Just not with another Ben. I swear, no. if you make Ben the it's, fifth. No, I truly like. I was saying it's. it's I was saying it's like royalty. She's like, this yeah. is Ben the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is it, Benjamin the fifth? No, I did. I did. I. What, what's the joke? No. Oh, I'm like. 
it's like I, you know, if you stop, if you don't want to get diarrhea, don't go to Chipotle. Like the next one will not be different. Like I've just been. Yeah, I specifically was like, I remember on dating apps, I was like, no Bens, and I was like, I want, and I was like, no more comedians, and I was like, and I would like them to have a dog, and I ended up dating a lawyer with a cat named Ben. <laughs> like, all right, maybe I could have seen that. Let's get some love from some listeners. So everyone, send Katie some love. Yeah, Heart, her anyone shape. else has been blindsided by a breakup. At Haller at you, H-A-L-L-E-R-A-T-Y-O-U yep. on Instagram and Twitter. Is that right? Yep. Uh, at Tasha Courtney. You Spell that it. out. I'm at D Neals, D N E A L Z. We've been getting so much love sent our way on the Instagram and the different. So at Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. I know it's a lot to remember, but um, we'll clip up some of this. We'll, we'll take a quick selfie. We'll, we'll throw it online. Send Katie your love. Keep listening. Go support what she's doing. When she's got a show in New York, wherever she is, go support her. She's super funny. You, you, what's, what's crazy to me, you're like my little sister, right? What's crazy to me is that you're like this little ball of energy. And you doubt yourself. Yeah. And then I watch you do an all black room as Teaspoon, this white Jewish rapper, and murder. Teaspoon and people is fucking my confident alter ego. <laughs> well, take your confident alter ego, put that hat on sideways, get the fuck yeah. out there and be it. I mean, I'm not saying like don't be someone you're not, but like I see I should just stop as- being so white. I really, that's my problem. Yeah. You're, uh, you need to switch. Uh, yeah. Got to shift gears. But you're on your way. We've got faith in you. Call us back. Let us know how it's going. Um, and um, oh, I and I will promote. I'll promote it again at the beginning of this episode. This week is our first stand-up show for Sex Actually podcast. West Side in Santa Monica. It's an awesome theater. Uh, ten dollars tickets. Um, there'll be a special code to get two for ten. I don't know what the code is yet, but um, uh, go uh, support us. It'll be eleven thirty p.m. show. Some listeners have already said they're going and they're bringing their roommates. So I'm fucking pumped. Oh wait, yeah. real? Can I tell you something funny that happened? Please. Well, it's not funny. It's tr- it's like. Just- ironic funny so right before we broke up like it was like a couple days after valentine's day (laughs) he gave me a vibrator for valentine's day which is nice but i remember him saying just make sure it doesn't replace me (laughs) right before you break up i was like i thought it was i thought he he said that when you were still dating yeah but like that's how I know it was like a very impulsive thing that he just like did it was tell an him emotional. To buzz off? <laughs> I should. Hey, uh, I'm all about. Did you have you used it yet? Well, once with him, and now what am I gonna? Now it's just like this. They're gonna use it. It's yeah, not- I, well, no, it doesn't I, I, have I any to, sort of emotional significance. Bury no, that shit and like. One, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta like wait another week or two and then well, i give you one that they gave us but i think these are we got some big hardware here from Adam. yeah no i'm in for those coming to the stand-up show we will be uh handing out some sex toys and some uh some things of that nature but yeah it's uh, got a big old box of dicks up here a lot of dicks here <laughs> nice. with suction cups on the end of them that wasn't scary at all no. when you walked into our house <laughs> nothing like having sex with tasha and then she's like ah, and i'm like i'm done she's like i'm gonna go grab some <laughs> hey now folks yeah. uh machines are Taking our jobs. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for being on the show. We love you. You're going to the gonna, therapy sesh, guys. Uh, you've you've uh, you've told us a lot more than I think we've told you, and we got to read the introvert book. And uh, oh yeah, you were going to mention another one. Oh, it's called "Why Men Don't Listen and Why Women Can't Read Maps." 
wasn't uh, sorry what was that um uh, <laughs> what is the but reason is so there it's, like a quick well no it's basically this uh these two scientists are married and it's just a really funny like it's basically just like science in like layman's terms but it, there's like it and it talks about how obviously everybody is on a spectrum and everyone is like a little different but for the most part like men and like male and female brains are there are differences that like do so um, that's why society the, is fucking us up right now because we're saying we're all equal. It's like, yeah, we are, about, but we're, we we're built Yeah, I think it's not empowering as a woman to try to act like a man. It's how to, it's like, just stop beating yourself up for acting like a woman. Like, that's, yeah, it's like, that's the gifts. only woman's, womanly thing you're doing. We were just um, <laughs> FaceTiming with his sister the other day and she just had a baby girl. And you said something about, like, I wonder if, you know, having all these brothers around, like, if she will, like, pick up dolls. Like, she'll want to, you right. know, like, will she be into dolls or trucks? Yeah. Know, having all these brothers. And um, I said, well, science says dolls because women are naturally more empathetic right and they want to understand their brains want to understand human interaction exactly. whereas the male brain wants to understand like um like me- mechanical well, yeah interaction. yeah so that's why they are like more drawn to like trucks and legos is because like, like yeah like women, women can look at someone's face and know specifically what emotion and guys are like well they don't look happy yeah uh, <laughs> i say this i i've but kept it as bad a feminine as i can get yeah on my masculine side I would, so while i can't i would agree with code, that i can't crack the code on tasha you're much I'll never more know, but i'll be like eh, what's up <laughs> yeah yeah no you're you're you definitely are a lot more like emotionally literate but that's what we're all here for that's what the podcast is here for we're all we're all figuring it, out that we don't all think alike so yeah. let's just ask more it talks questions about how a lot of the time men try to help by trying to fix the problem and women are like i'm just trying to talk about it so i'm trying to fix my shit well Which, it looks like we fixed this yeah <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the show we gotta get out of here everybody katie haller dr corny dave neal did i pronounce it right yes you did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only took four tries sex, yeah. actually thanks guys bye bye Adjust the mic stand to midget. Um, I am an adult, in case anyone's concerned. Uh, I don't even know what day it is. Is it a school night? Because I got fired this week. So that's not true. I got laid off. Um, you know, companies go public and they need to shave off some money, and apparently, dog names aren't valuable. <laughs> what? <laughs> There is so much about that. I, that's what I did for two years. I made like thousands of dog memes. And uh, I don't really know what other employable skills that I have other than telling you the sassiest chihuahuas on Instagram. I can list like, like I don't know. I, I'm from Philadelphia. I couldn't name one player on the Eagles. I can list like 10 pit bulls that you need to follow immediately. Like I don't know what, I don't know. Um... <laughs> I, uh, it's going to be weird at my next job working with humans because uh, I worked with like 30 dogs in the office every day. Uh, that was like I literally sat next to a bulldog named Frank and a pug named Noodle. Uh, needless to say, I haven't owned up to a fart in years. So it's going to be new. You know, Man, that's, like, that's never in the job description, but it is required. You know, you're just like sitting at work all day and you're just like, God... My asshole is working overtime. Like, what's happening? So I will miss that. I'll miss that. Um, what I won't miss, though, is... Uh, I don't know if... 
Anyone here have a foldy face dog? Bulldog? Pug? Um, here's a thing that no one tells you. Those dogs can get yeast infections in their face. Yeah, Noodle got a yeaster. A Easter bunny. It was, and so now every every day my coworkers like, hey Katie, will you? Uh, it's we got to do pug maintenance. That's what we call it, and that's just where he wipes the yeast out of his dog's face as we have a meeting. So endorse me for pug maintenance on LinkedIn. Thank you. I am available for work. Um, also, to add to it, this month I got broken up with. So double feature. Yeah, I know, I know. It's been it's been a real hoot. Um, but I'm in I'm in a good I'm in well I'm not gonna say I'm in a good place. I mean I'm in jeans, so that's exciting. You know, last week was a sweatpants week and a cry week. Um, but it's I don't know. I feel like I'm I, I read a lot of self help books. Um, they're my favorite favorite genre. Actually, the only genre that I read. Uh, and people people judge that, and I'm like honestly I. I've never read, look, this is not, this is, this is my defense of people, I've never read Harry Potter. I know. It's like, look, I'm trying to get over my social anxiety, like I don't have time for wizards, like I just don't care. Do not have the time, I have my own demons to worry about. Um, but thank God you can get self-help books online, right? Because um, the only thing more depressing than ordering a self-help book is having to ask someone to help you reach one. Uh, and Barnes and Noble, that's embarrassing. So, sir, hi. Um, would you would you be able to help me reach um, codependent no more? <laughs> Thank you. Starts tomorrow. So you know. Um, but no, I've been I've been like feeling sad when I need to, and then just trying to do things that make me happy. You know. Uh, and like like trying to get validation from strangers, you know, like this is joy right now, this room of silence. Um, <laughs> but no, like talking it out really helps, and that's something I talked a lot of my guy friends about how they deal with breakups, and they're just like, no, I don't think about it ever. No, why, why would you do that? And it's like I felt like literally every time I told the story this week. It got better, you know? Like, not the situation, but my delivery was just, like, you know? It was like I was really, like, nailing the nuances and figuring out what details to include. It was, you know, it was exciting. Uh, finding recurring themes, like perfectionism, um, and uh, the need to feel like he's a provider. That's, uh, he, <laughs> that, I was dating a lawyer, so that's on me. Uh, he also had a cat. That was also on me. Um, it was also the fourth Ben that I've dated. Four Bens, guys. That's like, come on, Katie. <laughs> you know my diarrhea? Stop going to Chipotle. The next one will not be different. Like, it's, <laughs> uh, but actually, I am going to uh, write a self-help book. It's, um, it's going to be called Ben Never Done That. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Look out for it. Um, but yeah, he, he was like, I'm not where I need to be in my career. I don't feel like I can do both. And I was like, let me, let me explain something to you. I'm a stand-up comedian. Literally anybody is a provider to me. I was like, we ordered appetizers? You're a provider? Like, you got, you got salmon tartare money? Like, shit. <laughs> you have a job? You're a provider. Like, I don't care if you're not a senior associate. Um, but anyway, he made his choice, and uh, just, I'm just prepping for the dry spell. You know, it's going to be a long winter, uh, but I'll be good. All right, thanks, guys. I'm Katie Allard.